Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we talk about football all the time. Nothing, nothing else gets talked about. We definitely don't go off on tangents. Um, and then when the podcast recording stops, we both become like robots and our head tilts down and we become lifeless. Um, I'm your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, joining me as always is the man that completes me, um, the person who just lights up my life. I assume you're talking about me, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, um, yeah, I am, yeah. Okay. Well, I am Smith, which is DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And don't forget to follow the podcast Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. Follow that Instagram for all those juicy stories, all those Instagram stories and feeds and all that kind of good stuff. Um, this is the predictions week. Preview. week where we the, the preview that's what i meant to say the preview week that contains the predictions um <laughs> so before we do go on to the actual previews yeah do you want to quickly just shout out some news like the amount of trades that go on at the moment yeah sure uh, i actually haven't been able to keep a track on like that's how many trades that have gone on um, I haven't been able to keep a track on it, so so it's just... the most recent ones are um, the Dolphins are trading for Bradley Chubb. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say what they're trading with. Uh, Steelers are trading for William Jackson the third, who's cornerback from the Commanders. Yep. The Bears are trading for Chase Claypool. Wide receiver from Steelers. I have also heard that we, uh, the Green Bay Packers, are in the hunt for Chase Claypool as well. Apparently, it's it's uh, confirmed because the uh, the Steelers are getting a second round twenty twenty three pick for right. it. Right. Okay. Um, the Vikings are trading for the Lions tight end T J Hawkinson. That'll be a huge loss to the Lions. Yep. Um. Uh, the Ravens are trading for for Roquan Smith, who's a linebacker from the Bears, I think. Yeah, Bears. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it at the moment. They just all ha- seem to happen at once. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, tomorrow is deadline day, so no more trades can happen after tomorrow. Right. Um, Ooh, maybe so... we'll see somebody actually picking up uh, Odell. Well... I'm not sure how that one works because I don't know whether you can still pick up free agents after deadline day. Yeah, because it's not a trade. Yeah, exactly. So we could see somebody getting Odell, um, but I think we can also see somebody getting Odell, you know, any time between now and the Super Bowl. True. But yeah, yeah wait um, until who's <laughs> to see what team's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like he'll see what's going on with the playoffs and go, do I want to join any of these teams? And then go get surgery. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that concludes a little bit of news. We haven't done any type of news for quite a while. It really has been That's too why long. we didn't know how to form our. <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely. Like, this and this happened. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> what is news? It's like when somebody gets a PowerPoint up, but instead of, you know, talking about something, they just read the PowerPoint word for word. Yeah. And it's actually just emojis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So what do we oh, think right. of this? We think sad face. <laughs> As you can clearly tell from this graph. I meant giraffe. <laughs> Sorry, spelling error there. Right, yeah, let's get on to the actual episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so before we go any further, and it's something we normally, well, I normally forget to do, I'm going to start the episode with it. Can you believe this? I'm going to start with the teams that were on the bye. Uh, yeah. On the bye this week, going into week nine, um, is going to be the Cleveland Browns, the Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so six teams on by this week. Yeah. I was just, just telling you before this one, because like, usually it's it four teams every single week, but it was it was four the first time, two I'm, last week, and then it's six this week. I know they do alternate. Like they, It's not always four on by at a time. But I, well, no, I didn't, yeah, I didn't I've, know I've it never could seen go this up to six. I can't yeah. remember... I can't remember last season if it was the same thing, but yeah, I, I can't remember a six-week, sixteen bye week before. Um, it probably has happened, and we're just like so ignorant to it because you know <laughs> yeah. we're dumb, dumb idiots. Um, but yeah, <laughs> all right. So now that we've covered that, that's another check mark off the list. We're going to start by talking about the Thursday night game. Or Friday morning as it kicks up here in the UK. Um, we are, of course, talking about the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles against the Houston Texans. Um, fly, Eagles, fly. That's it. That's it. I mean, what are the chances? Or sorry, let me rephrase this for you. What do the Texans have to do to make the Eagles go 7-1? and one? Or that they've got to do some dodgy stuff in, like, the stadium tunnels. <laughs> Just make sure that the, the Eagles team cannot make it onto the field. That's what they've got to do. Or do what the cheeky NFL did from last week, AJ Brown having, like, that stormer of a game without no reason for it. The next morning, NFL made him do a drug test. Yeah. Yeah, I just know, randomly I know, drug test the entire They are team. random sometimes, but it's yeah. just like, you were too good. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, there's just like, I don't think there's any scenario in my head where the Texans come out on top of this. Like, overall, the Eagles have got just the better built team. Yeah. You know, they've got a better defense. Their offense is really firing at the moment. Um and the trouble is, Davis Mills just cannot, for the life of him, put up points. Um, and yeah, I just the, don't the, know. The what. only thing that they've got really to, uh, well, not not rely on, but I think they've got better than the Eagles is uh, is it Damon or Damian Pierce in the run game, but in the actual running back position. Whereas the Eagles don't particularly have like this standout runner, but hurts scrambles and runs a lot I would argue that they have like a good run game but you just don't have the big name yeah well yeah you know what I mean like it's it's like I get what you're saying like you they, they don't have a big runner sort of thing but Miles Sanders has still been doing well you know what I mean he has got but, 563 yards on the season 
I think um, I credit that more to the O-line and offensive as a whole, protecting him to you know make him get those better yards. That's why he's not become this big name of a player. Yeah, like okay. Has. Because, but I mean, like, if, if, it's it's a scheme thing, though, isn't it? It's a scheme yeah. thing. Like, I mean, you could have the best runner in the league. If they're in a bad scheme, they're a bad runner. Like, True. you know, and but you've got to be able to make those opportunities work for yourself. Now, obviously, we're in week, we're going into week nine, so we've had eight games. Um, the Eagles have had, you know, seven games, and he's got five hundred. So that's like, you know, eighty yards per game. Not flashy numbers, but still enough to be a very, very consistent running back and to be feared. So I think you combine his, not you know, his scheme play with Jalen Hurts' improvisation, and you're probably not going to give it as to Miles Sanders as much as you might just leave it in Hurts' arms, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I think what we are seeing, though, is this Eagles team is uh, going for another win. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Quite yeah. easily. I still, yeah. I mean, unless I see some things from your team in the next few weeks, I, I still think that they could go undefeated this season. Oof. Oof. That's a, that's a call. That is a call. I, the trouble is, I think at some point they let off the gas. Like, mm. and they'll lose a, a, a dummy game, you know what I mean? Like, they, they'll they'll lose a game where, like... It, I mean, it might even be this game. They take their foot off the gas for this game. I don't think it'll be this game, because it's still early on enough in the season where there's still a lot of pressure about winning games and yeah. getting those early wins in. Um, I think but I think around about week 13, they'll be, you know, relatively comfortable... And that's when the 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 lose the losses will start coming in because they've taken their foot off the gas because they are safe. Well, the, the, this is where like originally when he had a quick glance, the two two games that I was or two or three games that I was a bit unsure about were playing you guys. If it was mm-hmm. the Packers of last year, I would yeah. definitely not not be like oh they're gonna you know go undefeated. Um, a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent sure on how the Titans game will go. Yeah. Um, if if they're able to contain Henry or not, mm-hmm. Cowboys. I know the Cowboys are always a big game for them, just because of their division rivals. They've yeah. already beaten once this season, so I'm, I'm pretty. I'm getting a more, bit more confident they can do it again. And then just the way the Giants have played this season, they're the po- they're the possibility now of stopping that undefeated streak. Yeah, but again, if you get to say week thirteen <coughs> and you are thirteen and zero at that point. You would definitely start resting those veteran players. You'd give the, you know, you'd give uh, uh, putting on a lot of people on snap counts. So that's why I think they're not going to go undefeated unless they get to, you know, unless they just decide to go all out on it. But if they're hoping to be a longevity team, you're going to want to go into the playoffs with fresh players and they'll start putting people on snap counts. Yeah, by right, week 13, well, I'll, 14. I'll, I'll, I'll say that then. If, if they uh, to keep the same team on the field and go all out, yeah, they can go under. They could possibly go undefeated this season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I say I'm not saying just you know out of the realms of possibility because I say they're going to play like the Kansas City Chiefs followed by the Buffalo Bills. But it is you know it is on the cards if they don't 
if they if they kind of take their foot off the the pedal or something like that, the A team, you know, like the the Giants or like the Cowboys or you know, fingers crossed, the Green Bay Packers take them off that throne. But yeah, I agree with you. Sound. Moving on to two teams uh, for the Sunday early window that have very similar records. Um, who I didn't expect to have similar records at this time. Uh, we're talking about the Los Angeles Chargers at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Falcons had that big win last week um, in a quite contentious game against a, an NFC South rival. How do you see this game going? So I think the Chargers defense will be a lot more to for well, a lot more for the Falcons offense to handle. Yeah. And it's probably it's more than likely not gonna go their way because of that. Yeah. They are also coming off the bye week, so they're gonna be quite fresh. Yeah, yeah to to be honest, I think one of the reasons that the Chargers haven't been putting up as many points as possible is because of Herbert and his rib injury. I agree if with he's you. Had that, I agree with and, all right, yeah, it's not going to be completely healed over that one week, but if he's had that rest, whereas in the other games, even though he's had the injury, he's still gone on and not like you know had the proper rest time. Mm-hmm. He's still been like pointing through his paces. I reckon he's going to come back slinging. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's one, there's one trade here that we talked about earlier that I just I wish would have happened and that's that the Chargers got a running back Austin Eckler just doesn't do anything for me you know what I mean I've said it he's a great you know end zone back he's a great you know final push third down back but the Chargers need a three down back they need a guy who can just churn out yards they need to get a guy who can get you an average of four yards per carry, where you can just hand it off to him once or twice and then throw for the final couple of yards. See, because of... I've said, I said this during the Bengals game and it kind of came true. Because of the Falcons' defensive line, Yeah, this may be the game that you see that from him. It might not happen for the rest of the season, but this mm. is one of those games where that if any game is a possibility of him doing that for you, it's yeah. this game. Yeah, yeah. And as I say, I just don't, I don't know whether like because there's so much stuff that the Chargers are missing out on by not having teams fear their run game. And I say you get like the play action, the the cute behind the line stuff. If you don't have a a run game that you fear. All of that stuff is pointless, and all you've got to do is, you know, put three deep and blitz Justin Herbert, and you've pretty much solved this team. And I just think that's that's the way a lot of teams are looking at it. Now, I say you've said the run defense for the Falcons isn't great. Um, so, yeah, maybe, okay, we, we start to see that Austin Eckler run game. But I just think either, either it's the play calling or Austin Eckler has just decided to just be a bruising back to get touchdowns or third downs or something like that and go from there. Yeah, but um, I, I definitely do see this game going the Chargers way. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I know we're going to speak about it in the other episode of like how the game actually went, but like yep. for me, this game uh, from the, the past week, I thought it was a, a better balance of between the pass and mm-hmm. the run for the Falcons, yeah. but it it's just it's just Mario and now putting putting things in place properly. I know he's not going to be like this freaking Super Bowl winning QB or anything like that. Yeah, but I think that there's things that he needs to fine tune, uh, and I don't think he's there yet. No, absolutely. But much like I was saying, the Falcons had a run game in place. You know. They handed it off 16 times to Caleb Huntley. They handed it off 14 times to Tyler Algier. Zacharias, okay, got one carry for minus six yards. And then Marcus Mariota took it six times himself. So they are dedicating more time. Like, they're going 60-40 run plays to anything else sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the best way to go with that. I think when I watched the the game, I was like, every first down, I was like, okay, I know that the Falcons are going to run it because that's their, that's their yeah. scheme now. First first yeah. down is a run. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, still, I, I, I think things have been improving in their franchise, yeah. but this, this is still uh, the Chargers game for me. Yeah, gotcha. No, absolutely. I, I'd say, I think, I think when I compare these two teams... There are the defenses are the thing that stands out to me to me the most, and I say I think the Chargers have got the better defense, um, and I say I think that they'll be able to actually attack Marcus Mariota and contain that run game to the point where the the Falcons have to rethink their strategy. And when you get him to that point, you probably you know you're you've already pretty much won the battle at that point. Yeah. Nice one, nice one. Right, we're going to move on to the next game that we're talking about. It's the Miami Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. Um, Damn, right. This is, I reckon the Dolphins are going to put up like 30 points in this game. Mm, okay. Is like two worries getting, you know, more stable Yeah. again. And his connection to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle is just insane. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I say it, it proved in Week Eight that it's not just them two that are the targets. You got obviously Mike. Did you just explode? No, I, I, yeah, I just I just moved something, and because it's metal, it hit the table. Harder. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's also this uh, this this tight end called Mike Kosicki that's in this team as well. So yeah, they've got yep. options to head to. It's not just you know you cover off Hill and Waddle and you've beaten this team. They can beat you a lot of different ways. I completely forget forget his name, but they've got a decent run runner as well, aren't they? Chase Edmonds. Yeah, yeah, Chase Edmonds. But um, yeah, no, I get what you mean because. I think last season, uh, or was it Mostert? What you were thinking about? Mike Mostert. It might have been Mostert that I was thinking of. Uh, Mike Kaseki was the the one that, like, out of the the two of them that were there, him and Jalen Waddle, to me, Mike Kaseki was the more prominent receiver. Yeah. In the team last year, to me, so yeah, I know absolutely, that he's still there, but 
the speed of this team. Bang it. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I say this this team can beat you a lot of different ways. It can beat you short, it can beat you long, it can beat you, you know, over three downs of run-ins, it can beat you with a QB sneak, it can beat you down the middle, it can beat you short. You know, there's this this offense is just so able to step up to situations. And let's not forget that, you know, they've not had the best rated defense um, of all time, but they have had a great defense that has won them games in in those kind of categories. So I do think, you know, that the defense is the weaker side of things, but I definitely think that, um, that that defense can step up when it needs to. Oh, yeah, 100%. I was just going to say what you're saying then, like, you know, pass rush, all that stuff, I think QB sneak and stuff. Do you reckon mm. that the Dolphins are allowed to QB sneak? Well, or like, I'll do you reckon he would not that. have come off c- protocol if he wasn't able to do things like that? I'll counter that with the second game, uh, the second play that he came back from the concussion protocol. He ran into a guy um, to get, I think it was like four yards or something like that. So, regardless of whether he is allowed to sneak or not. No, Tua Tagovailoa is gonna do it. Like, yeah. you know, he is a he is a competitor, and even though you know we're all worried about his his cranial integrity at this point, um, he is just an absolute warrior and will go in on it if he needs to. Yeah. And then so we come to the other side. Yeah, let's talk about the Bears. Obviously. The worst passing team in the league, one of the worst offences in the league, but they have one of the better rushers in Khalil Herbert. Justin Fields is his IQ of the game to be able to just say, right, there's no options, I'm just going to take it five yards and see what happens, is great. But where, what, is there any way that this Bears team can step up to match what we've seen from the Dolphins, do you think? I don't think they can step up to match it. Yeah. Um, because I, I think w- one thing that we, we learn about this team, I know like you, you've known about them because they're in your division for yeah. a lot longer anyway, but um, one thing we definitely learned doing those stats episode this year is like obviously we complained about the Bengals O-line and how much Joe Burrow got sacked. Yeah, the Bears were yeah. one of the high teams on that with the amount of like fifty plus sacks, yeah, or something last year as well. So, a, definitely a better O line puts them in a better spot. I don't think that they're even with that they'd be like on the Dolphins' offensive level. The best thing that I can see them doing really is concentrating on the the run game with uh, Killil, um, and. If there are, you know, any any passing games to keep it short and maybe in the sticks, yeah, um, yeah. no no long passes because the, the deep passes are, are the ones that seem to, more often than not are the ones that are fucking them over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just talking about sacks, I've just googled it, and apparently uh, he's already been sacked thirty-one times. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's, it's been eight weeks. Have they had a bye week yet? Uh, I don't, I don't think, think they have. so. No, no, I don't think they have. No, because they're 
three and five. So yeah, they haven't had their bye week yet. So that's harsh. That's almost four sacks a game. That's insane. Which is to say that's that's yeah, that's that's bad. That's so bad. Anything more to say about this game before we move on? Uh, not not really, to be honest. Okay. Um, it'll, be, it'll be fun fun to see, you know, how it goes because, uh, and I'm not gonna lie, like as as poor as the Bears team can be. Yeah. Um, last week we saw the return of like the high scoring Cowboys. Yeah. They weren't too far behind in that game points wise. Yeah. So they did, yeah. they did manage to put up a lot of points anyway. So yeah. maybe if a team, I don't think it'll be this week, but maybe in the future, like future games, when they're against a team that can't put up that many points, maybe we'll see some good wins. But for this game, there's not, not really much to say about it. I'm just going to have a look at the, see who they've got in like the next couple of weeks. So, they got the Lions the week after, the Falcons, Jets, Packers, Eagles, Bills, Lions, Vikings. Are any of those teams, you know, likely to fall short? Lions. The Lions can have some on and off games, but their offense is generally better. Yeah, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, I think they're a good team in places, but mm. if one thing's been proven, this season it doesn't matter how many points they put up yeah they seem to give away just a few more yeah yeah that's fair yeah all right fair enough next game next game right we are talking about the carolina panthers at the cincinnati Bengals. uh Bengals coming in two and six off that loss to the falcons uh and the Bengals are four and four yeah, battle of the big cats. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm not... Sh- See, the, the the Panthers that I saw were impressive. Yeah. And God damn do they like have a good runner back behind their backs. No wonder they didn't care about getting rid of Kristen McCaffrey. Even yeah. when he's like good, they, they're like, so what, we've got... I forgot his name already. I know we've got it written down somewhere. Deontay Foreman? Yes. Yeah, God, I, like I think I had him down as all right, not stiff arm wise, but like bull rush and trucking wise. I think he could rival Derrick Henry, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as I say, like even though Deontay Foreman's, you know, one of their leading guys, they've still got a good one in Tuba Hubbard. Like yeah, Tuba true. Hubbard is, yeah. is is still a fantastic name. Um, he was uh, he was on my fantasy team last year, and he put up points. Like he put up points, so you know, and I think the thing is with that par- that Panthers like offense, they haven't been doing enough to actually get those yards. So none of their like none of their players are massive on the yards sort of side of things. Like Deontay Foreman currently has, um, if this is to be believed, two hundred seventy three yards. Christian McCaffrey is their second highest with one hundred thirty two. So. It's just whether that offense isn't clicking, do enough stuff to actually warrant those big numbers. But yeah, I've, either that or they're just spreading it out so much. Yeah. Um, who do you think is going to start as quarterback for this team? 
So even coming off that loss, I think it's Walker in it. PJ Walker started. PJ Walker. Yeah, yeah, I think he possibly may be the starter. So don't get me wrong, he like had some some issues during that game. Like it was there was a pick six he got. Yeah. Right in the line and everything, but I think when things went right, the actual offensive display from him and him commanding the the team. Yeah. Was better than what we saw in like Mayfield. Yeah. And um. Yeah. I forgot his fucking name. Matt Arnold. Corral. Oh, Sam Donald. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many uh, QBs to pick from. So. Yeah, well that's <laughs> it. I mean, I don't even know if Sam Donald's on their squad at this point because I know Matt Corral's on the injured report. He's yeah. So uh, Sam Donald is on the injured reserve list. Um, so the current depth chart for quarterbacks for Carolina Panthers are Baker Mayfield, Jacob Eason, and PJ Walker. But also, they are paying Sam Darnold and Matt Corral. And don't so they get, got five. Don't, yeah, they'll have like some shadow payments going to Cam Newton. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like they got some back end money. Like they've got like they've got a really high paid like running backs coach because half of his salary is going to Cam Newton as well. <laughs> <laughs> so five quarterbacks. You think PJ Walker's going to start? I don't disagree with you um because i say like even though he had that loss to the falcons i think he's still i don't know yeah, he's going to have gained the coach's trust more than anything yeah because w- one of the things as well that would put him in those good in instances is the fact that they were down by um six points uh right right at the final um before it went into overtime they usually what you would see from a team is that it's like trying to push and not get far enough, so they have to settle for a field goal and then just try and get it back. Yeah, they didn't they got a touchdown? Like they got a touchdown to it, so it just shows that he is confident in what he's doing and he can yeah. can accomplish it. Yeah, when it comes down to the wire, he's got the skills to do it. Yeah, don't absolutely. Think Mayfield's not proved that this season. No, no. And you know what the thing is about Mayfield? We just we talked about last week all these shit QB trades that we had. We didn't yeah. even bring up Mayfield. They just completely forgot about him. We mentioned Matt Ryan, yeah. Carson Wentz, and Russell Wilson. We didn't even bring up Mayfield. I just completely forgot that he was a big trade this se- like at the start of the season. The trouble with it is, I was so hyped for Mayfield getting out of that toxic situation with Cleveland. But it, if anything, it's done him no favours whatsoever. It's done him no favours. And I've now got a question whether like the Carolina Panthers are where starting QBs go to die at this point. <laughs> because how many starting QBs have gone to Carolina now? And just lost all hope. Like, well, their their home field's called the farm, isn't it? What happened to Baker <laughs> Mayfield, mummy? 
Oh, we, we took <laughs> him got... to the farm to be with the other QBs and run yeah. around. Because <laughs> it goes back quite a long time. Like, Teddy Bridgewater was a starter for this team at one point, and now he's back up for the Miami Dolphins after being back up for the New Orleans Saints and back up for this team and back up for that team. So now Donald's gone to there from being the starter of the Jets. Mayfield's gone there from being the starter of the Browns. Like, it is just literally where starting QBs go to die. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. So should we talk about the Bengals now? <laughs> yeah, we should actually mention that they're in this game as well. Yeah, they're in this game <laughs> as well. Um, I, I, like, the, the Panthers' like, D-line in the last game did, did okay against the Falcons' O-line, so I, I think they, they might have a, a bit of a time, you know, actually containing... Joe Burrow in a game yeah. down. Yeah. I don't know if Jamar Chase is back. If last week's game, like the Bengals mm-hmm. against the Browns, was a um, prediction, I would have gone with the Browns because Chase was out. Yeah. I already didn't have faith in the old line to begin with, but as long as Chase is there, I know he's got like that top receiver and that connection that is like, he'll... All right, it might not be constant, but there'll be some magic happening there every now and again. Yeah, yeah. He's gone. I, I, I get he's got other, you know, like tight end and receivers to go to, but yeah, there's just yeah. not that that spark there. And I agree with you, and I think there's that lack of faith in that O line because even if you have like your number one receivers out, the guy you've got the most amount of chemistry is out. If you're a QB in trouble, you hand it off and you do, a, a, you know, the run game, run game, run game. And I, I sound like a broken record at this point talking about the run game. But the Bengals only had 10 carries in the entire game. They had 35 throws, but only 10 carries. Now, that, that just signals to teams that you don't trust your O-line to create pockets for the likes of Joe Mixon to get through. Yeah. Now, Joe Mixon, you know, he's a good running back. He is a good running back. He can be a great running back. But you obviously just don't trust that O-line to give you that space that you need for him to emerge out. So you constantly put it on Joe Burrow. Now, he's, as I say, he's been one of the most sacked quarterbacks for a couple of years now, and he's on track to, to, to be that again. Um, so I say for the third year on a trot, we're talking about the bloody Bengals O line being the downfall of this team. So yeah, um, I think I if say... anything, the the Bengals need to step up a lot on defense if they're going to to be able to to do this. Um, because I say it could be a mismatch on offense. It could be like a good Panthers offense versus a average Bengals offense, and then it comes down to the defenses in my head. Yeah, um, yeah. To, to me, I think offense-wise, this is the game where they have to uh, they have to put it on a mix and a lot more. Yeah. Last week, I'd, I think if they would have done that, it wouldn't have had the same effect as it would have. It would this week because the Browns' defensive line is better than the Panthers' defensive line. Yeah. So mix yeah. and mind. Even if the O line can create those opportunities, it's a lot harder to get through that line. Panthers yeah. this this week. 
I think if, if they do put it a lot more on Mixon, there'll be a lot more like opportunities and actual successes from it. Yeah. 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 Um, my money's on this being a tighter game than you would probably have expected from the outset. Yeah. Um, but I think the Bengals edge it for me. Okay. Um, now, it, obviously, with the Carolina curse, yeah, um, I was going to say if the, the Carolina are going to win, if the Panthers play like they did last week, I think they'll take this. Yeah. Uh, it, it will be close, maybe like a field goal to four points it, yeah. within it, but I think they take this. Yeah, yeah, but it don't matter anyway. It's not even a prediction game. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe the Carolina curse doesn't work on non-prediction games. Pretty sure you said that last year, and it's, it was still in effect. But we'll what? see. We'll see. This is just going to follow me around. Like I'll never be able to talk about Carolina ever again because whatever I say in that conversation, the opposite will happen. Like, yeah. Do you think it just extends to the team as well, or like even if you talked about, you know, the place, or if there was a, a woman named Carolina or something like that? <laughs> just... Yeah, there's an X Factor contestant called Carolina. Yeah. And I talk about her uh, like being the uh, the next winner of the X Factor, and all of a sudden she goes out in the first round. Yeah, you, like I, I'm actually, I just thought then you will, you you can, and you've got to promise me this: you and you are never allowed to eat one of those Carolina Reaper chilies, even for like a, a million pound bet or anything. Oh my lord! Because it will be the death of that will that will kill you. <laughs> there will be an actual Reaper in there hiding and waiting for you. There'll be an actual reaper in there. Yeah, you know, like how that witch comes up to Snow White with an apple. It'll be like somebody going, Carolina Reaper, my dear. (laughs) And you'll see, like, the skull smoke appear behind it, but you'll just ignore it. I want to. I want to meet the person who's going around with a Carolina people, a Carolina people, a Carolina Reaper, and just offering out to people. Like yeah, the, who is the, this person? Yeah, the the Carolina the people is not allowed within five hundred meters of schools. You fucking got me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, uh, I'll, I'll say this one while uh, Greg composes himself. Uh, is the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions? Uh, I think this is still yeah, this is still in the early window. <clears throat> <sighs> fucking hell! What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Um. Green Bay looked good against the Buffalo Bills. Green Bay looked good against the Buffalo Bills. They still lost that game, um, which means they have now lost four on the trot or something along that lines. Yeah. Um, which has not happened to the Packers in you know I think a fourteen year history or some something stupid like that. Um, I've got a lot of thoughts, and I think I've said them too many times about what the Packers have been doing wrong. Um, I think they have started to actually realise what this, what the team needs to look like to, to be able to beat teams. Now, they had a tough opponent in the Buffalo Bills. I think the Lions are going to be an easier opponent. 
but it's still a danger game. It is still a danger game because, again, it's one of those ones where you're going too cocky because you figured a few things out and you took it to the Buffalo Bills. Um, but, as we've said, the Lions have got one of the worst defences uh, known to mankind at this moment in time. Um <sighs> It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting game, and I say it's it's gonna come down to if that offense can click, if they can do the run uh, pass options that they need to, if they can trust the right receivers, if they can get Dobbs involved, if they can actually maybe even get Amari Rogers involved and actually go from there, they can definitely win this game. Um, but much like I said in week two last year. Beating the Lions at the moment is no, you know, it's no sign of things to come. It is, if you win this game, good. You've actually made a step in the right direction. But if you lose this game, then you start to go into panic stations. This You start to think, right, okay, this is a rebuild year. We're going to next year stronger. But how many years of that have you got left with Aaron Rodgers? You've not got enough. So yeah. we need to be in very much win-now mode. Don't get me wrong, the Lions are a good team when certain things go right for them. And unfortunately, a lot of the time it is their defence letting them down and injuries getting in their way. Yeah, And I, th- I think sp- specifically going off that defence is the defensive backs that are letting them down more than the actual defensive line itself. Yeah. Um, and when you're up against a team that has a QB like Rodgers you, you're a bit more fucked than usual yeah like yeah. if you were against say for example a, a Mariota or um, a Kyler Murray who yeah. are a bit more run based you maybe got more of a chance yeah. to uh, slow it down and stop it but when you're against that, as, as long as because I've still yet to I've still yet to watch the Bills game. I know the score, but I haven't watched it. Um, if you guys are you know back connecting, no underthrowing, no overthrowing, yeah, focusing on uh, running the goddamn ball as you said last time. Mm-hmm. I, I think you'll you'll do good, and it will be one of those games where you will just just get maybe like a, a, a touchdown's worth of points yeah more than the lions yeah yeah um because i, I need to watch this bills game to sort of like have a proper th- think about it but uh, i know one thing that you have been saying is that the, the defensive line has been letting you down a bit yeah. and one of the things that's been good about the lions this season is the run game yeah 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 they've had some absolute stars on their run game, Jamal Williams has been is is having one of the seasons of his career, sort of thing. Um, DeAndre Swift has been good. Craig Reynolds has been good. Um, but I say they have had injuries. Like I think Jamal Williams missed a, a week. I think DeAndre Swift went out early. Um, but I say I you know with all that being said, the O line for the Green Bay Packers have been one of the most fluctuating pieces. In this, in in the team that has let them down a lot, and you can't afford to have that happen against this Lions lot, because Aiden Hutchinson and Malcolm Rodriguez will get to you. 
and they will take you down. Rodriguez had a statement game last week against the uh, against the Dolphins, and I think he he you know got, he got a sack on uh, on Tuatunglavailoa, and yeah, it, it you know he he earned his place on the squad very early on, um, as we saw from Hard Knocks, um, and has just been electric. Um, and he's not he's not looking like he's going to give up that position on the field anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said as well, I, I said that the the good the good on the wrong, wrong game. That's that's one place where they're, you know, quite stable as a team. I would say. Yeah. In the past game, all right. Yeah, they've got Saint Brown. They've got Reynolds. Um, they are losing Hawkinson now. They are. As well, they who, are. Who was, all right. Has had some some games when he's done amazing, but other games he hasn't done as amazing. But he's still a safe, like, uh, target to get mm-hmm. to. They're losing losing that bit of a safety net. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I say like Hawkinson allows your deep threats to take away pressure, and then if you got enough away from it, you get the mid threat going on. He is one of those great kind of. Bomb it in the center, get rid of it, dump it off. Off he goes and makes up a couple of yards, sort of things. So yeah, they are going to have to look at replacing that, um, and you are going to be looking at some some not so good route runners to open up that middle of the field sort of thing. Um, it just goes. To, it, it, we'll just see how it goes because I say I don't think. I can judge it too harshly right now because maybe they'll be looking to get the running backs more involved in that kind of aspect of the game. Um, but I do think Hawkinson is a loss to any team that he's on. Um, sorry, yeah, any team that he's been traded from. So if he, you know, I say I wouldn't have got rid of him um, because of where this team needs to go. Yeah, and like I say, like if if he's a safety net with, with Jared Goff as your quarterback. Yeah, he's not exactly the safest QB. No. So you you need those types of people around him. You shouldn't be getting rid of them. No, no, absolutely. Moving on. Moving on. We're going to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fucking hell! I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> this is one of those games where either team can win, and I'll go. I, 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 yeah, that that might as well have happened. Yeah, no hundred percent. Because the the thing is, like, how you know how Detroit keep losing these games, but like by a few points. Yeah, that's also how I see the Jags a bit. But like, there's there's a bit of a bigger margin in most yeah. of the games. That's how I'm seeing the Jags. Where like they are an, they're a decent team, but they're just not able to be better than the other team is. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird, especially watching last week's game. Yeah, I thought like how you said that the between the offense and the defense of the Dolphins, like the, it's more tilted towards the offense being the better side. I think it's the opposite in the Jags. Yeah, and I, I, they just need to like find, like get get this thing fine tuned, and I think they they can at least be a winning season team. How many more games do you think they can afford to lose? 
before having to accept they might be getting the number one pick of the draft again. Because I don't think we're too far away from that. Mm-hmm. I know that I, I know we're only in week. Games. We've only had eight weeks. Yeah, I know we've only had wait eight weeks, so we've still got ten more weeks to go. But it just feels like at what point do the Jags actually build an identity and are able to go on a win streak? And I don't. I genuinely don't know that they have it in them. Right, yeah. So I'm looking at who they're up against uh, the rest of the season. I'm thinking maximum they're going. Um, is it six and eleven? Absolute maximum six and eleven. Yeah. 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 That that's all I'm seeing from who who they've got up against. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And even then, some of them like obviously depending on what happens on the actual week itself could be just one of those weeks where everything just goes haywire but I don't know if they'd be the bottom though at the first pick of the draft I reckon Houston are the ones heading that way yeah yeah no you're, you're probably right there um, I don't know it's just one of those like it's just one of those weird ones where you look at the teams the Texans have left yeah, I'm and, predi- my prediction for the Texans is max three wins this season. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just weird how it's played out. Weird how it's played out. Yeah. Because I don't think that Texans team got significantly worse personnel wise from last year. I don't I don't know that of any no, massive trade aways from them. It, it, it just depends. Who who they're against? So like some just yeah. get the end of the stick, and like they're the first game this week, and they're against an undefeated team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Jag Jags aren't against them, and I don't think have played them at all this season. No, no, very true. Yeah, strength of schedule has definitely gone against the Texans. All right, so um, where where can each team win this game? We know that Daniel Carlson um, can win this game by three points. Uh, right at the end of it, but because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Vegas Raiders scored no points in Week Eight. Oh yeah, they got shut out. They got shut out by the Saints. Yeah. So and a, a stat that I was going to bring up on the other thing, and it is on our story, is yeah. that the Raiders never even got out of their own fifty oh. until until the last two minutes and nineteen seconds of the fourth quarter. They spent over three and three quarter quarters in their own fifty, and that was it. Like Daniel Carson never even got in field goal range. What the fuck? What? I mean, pre-season we were touting this to be one of the best teams in the league. Uh-huh. In one of the hardest divisions, and they and look the... soft as shit right now. They were looking good last week. Yeah, I don't know what's happened. So, something's clearly happened, and things aren't firing because yeah. one of the things we were thinking that they have a big strength on is Josh Jacobs. Yeah, in the rush run game, but I'm pretty sure I watched the like highlights of this again, and on one of the runs he got to like the 49 line. 
And then the next clip was the Saints of Possession. Mm. So, that, like, he was the one that got him the closest and that were it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it was just uh, Saints had a good defense and were able to slow him down and stop him on the day, or the O-line weren't, you know, doing the job like they did the week before where they were, like, you know, s- splitting off or putting more on one side to cover that side and protect him. Yeah. I don't know what exactly went wrong, but it was an absolute shit show. And if they do anything like they did last week, this week, the Jags will get a win from it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I say, a lot has to go wrong for the, the Raiders to repeat that performance, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I can't call this game. I genuinely can't call this game. In my mind... At this moment in time, because of like, say, going off the last couple of weeks, the Jags have the edge. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm kind of expecting the Jags to win this, but I- again, like you, don't matter what the result is, I'd be like, okay, I could have seen that happening. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the start. Nope, we're still in the early window. Yeah. It's just divided it weirdly on my screen. Uh, we are <laughs> going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts at the New England Patriots. Um, the Colts bench Matt Ryan. Yep. And then their replacement, Erlinger, puts in a very, very Matt Ryan-esque performance yep. of losing the ball, getting sacked... To lose to to lose to the Washington um, Commanders. Yeah, um, I don't know who it's not been like said who is starting this week. Yeah, but because of the swap and the offense being shit, the Colts have fired their offensive coordinator. Too right, too right. Yeah. I mean, they have been dreadful on offense, absolutely dreadful on offense. If you were, and now I say, putting your hate boner for Matt Ryan aside, if you're in charge of the Indianapolis Colts, who do you go with, given that both of your options at QB are pretty dreadful? So, looking at the depth chart right now, Matt Ryan is down as questionable. Yeah. So, I don't know if he's got some form of lingering injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's probably those brittle old bones he's he's got uh, a bruised ego don't know how he's got that it's been smacked out of him many times <laughs> um so i i assume that they're gonna go with Ellinger. okay um i think that they probably should go with him and just have have some changes to the actual offensive scheme itself because yet again even though Ryan wasn't there. I didn't see much from Jonathan Taylor. He had some big runs. He had about two big runs, I want to say. Mm. But but you're again, not again like you said, it, it was a very Matt Ryan-esque performance where yeah, pretty much every time I, I, I noticed it was him trying to aim for Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. There, there, there wasn't the... We have this excellent... Excellent running back. Give him some runs. 
I mean, okay, so he had 16 carries for 76 yards. A good amount of carries, not a great amount of yards for who he was last year. So, But th- this team should be playing a bit more like the Titans, who, all right, if he's not going to have that many... If he's not, if he's going to have average amount of yards per, for his carries, we're expecting, like, the other week, Henry had 30 carries. Yeah. All right, he didn't pull it off all the time, but at least he's been given the chances. Yeah. And there's a bigger percentage of them from actually being pulled off then. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think they'll stick with Ellinger. The only... <clears throat> obviously, Matt Ryan's down is questionable. They do have Nick Foles down as a backup as well. Did he used to be on the Patriots team? Or am I thinking of... Is it Nick Falk, the kicker? Nick Falk, the kicker, is on the Patriots team. Right. Or was on the Patriots team. I think he still might be. No, Nick Falls has been at quite a few teams. He was obviously the Super Bowl winner with the um, with the Eagles. I think he was at the Bears for a bit. So, so yeah, he started off his career at the Eagles, went to the Rams... Went to the Chiefs, went back to the Eagles where he won the Super Bowl, went to the Jags, went to the Chicago Bears, and is now at the Colts. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I was surprised when Ellinger got the call up rather than Foles. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, but they've obviously seen something in Ellinger that they don't see in Foles, and I'm just not sure about it. Maybe he just needs the actual game time experience, like behind him. He just needs yeah. a few like game, as in reps, actual full games behind him, uh, and develop for next year. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, um, but you've got, you know, Matt Ryan under contract for three years, I think. So that's going to be a hefty pay packet if they decide to cut him. True. Yeah, well, we said from the start that they fucked up. Don't oh, what, what what they do, they just yeah, yeah. It's still a monumental fuck up. They made um, a very Panthers esque decision. Yeah. Um, Patriots. I'm not sure how Matt Jones is going to do in this game because the Colts have a decent decent defense. Yeah. And I think watching him, even though they won. I think in the game against the Jets, he was playing a bit more safe. Yeah. Uh, and there was a few things where I wasn't one hundred percent sure if the the offensive line was failing him, or mm-hmm. he was just he was like pausing way too much in the pocket. Like, yeah. I don't know if he was second guessing himself or he was just waiting for a perfect moment, but he just went on too long and it, it fucked him over a few times. Mm-hmm. If. If he does anything like that, I feel like this Colts defense will be on him. Yeah, yeah, and I think they've got some decent defensive backs as well. So like, even when he actually gets it out, it's it's never going to be a hundred percent. Yeah. Going purely on coaching staff, I trust Belichick to run this team better than uh, than Frank Reich. Um, I do think that that Belichick led defense is probably going to do enough. To stop the Colts ever starting on uh, on anything, mm-hmm. so I do believe um, that that you know this is this is going to be a a Patriots win. Um, so yeah, 
there's there's only one thing I see happening with this Colts team at the moment, and that's them trading away Jonathan Taylor to get some draft picks to to start rebuilding next year. Um, and honestly, I don't think that's the worst decision they could make. Unfortunate, but it does seem reasonable. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the next game. Uh, it's the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Uh, the New York Jets come into this game five and three. The Bills are six and one. Um, a game any other time of the year, I would have predicted the Bills to absolutely smash the Jets. I don't think this is. I think this is going to be a tighter game than anybody thought going into the season. How do you see it? See that the Jets have been surprising. Yeah. But considering they couldn't stand up to the Patriots, uh, I, I still don't think they've got a chance of being this Bills team. This Bills team is just too dominant. Yeah, they, they've just got the the Bills just have too much there for me to even like second guess them. Like th- this is one of those teams where it's like they're all right. Yeah, the New York teams have done really well this season. But this is that game where I'm like, it's a New York team. They're going to win. <laughs> it's one of those very different situations where, yeah, the Belichick-led offense, uh, sorry, defense did shut them down. Um, but also, this is one of the best defenses in the league. One of the best defenses in the league from the Buffalo Bills coming at them. Um, and what adjustments can they make? Now, Brees Hall has been... An outstanding runner for them. Um, I think he's going to have a good game um, he's, because he's I out. think they. Is he out? Is he? We no! discussed this last time. He went out with an ACL. I thought he was back. Oh, of course he went out. Sorry, this is somebody else. I'm thinking of. Fucking hell. Okay. Because um, he's he's still listed as the highest rusher for for the Jets. Yeah, it, um, it, it's it's like a Derrick Henry thing where he's yeah, the highest yeah. rusher, but he's out for a few yeah. weeks. So, yeah, okay, well, yeah, in, in that case, I'm going to swallow that sentence and <laughs> um, can't wait for that to be highlighted and, you know, remixed a couple of times when you, you release a dub trap of me just being a fucking idiot. Um, okay, yeah, I, I, well, given that, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Jets. The Jets offense is looking even less likely to score points this week. Yeah, their, their big running back now is uh, Michael Carter. Who, don't get me wrong, he did all right last game, but I, I don't think he has uh, anywhere near the yeah. natural talent. Let's say of yeah. uh, Breesol. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Bills win. Easy. Moving on. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are the Washington Commanders. Uh, Washington are four and four. Vikings are six and one. Is there an upset on the cards? I fucking hope there is. Yeah, I, I highly doubt it. I hope there is. But I highly doubt it because the way Jefferson and Cook, yeah, are for this Vikings team. They're, yeah, they're they're forced to be reckoned with, and the Vikings' defense is good. Yeah, like I I know it 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 will pain you to say it, but they are good. 
It's not been as good as they could be. I think the defence under Zimmerman was still better. Um, I think they they still made a choice to get rid of Zimmerman. Um, but I think his defence was better. I do agree that this, this defence, even though it's not ranked as highly as it should be, uh, is a good defence. I just got to say there are three people on, on the, the Washington team that I think could could make it an interesting game. Um, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson are, are just two absolutely different guys. Um, and I think if they were on any other team, we'd be talking about them as like offensive um, you know, players of the year sort of thing. Um, and I just I don't know. Like, is it? Do we think it's going to be Tyler Tyler Heineke that plays quarterback, or is it still going to be? Do they think they'll go back to Wentz? I think he's. I think Wentz is still out. With his he's still injury. out because he it was it was the, I think same one as uh, Dak had. So it's four yeah. to six weeks. So I think he's. I think he's at the very earliest not back till. Yeah, I think it's either week ten or week eleven. Right. So I think they'd definitely be starting Heineke in this one. Okay. Yeah, because I mean Heineke is is a guy that can and will fight for a team, and he will run hard through a de- a defense to 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 do what he can. So he could be a danger man for this team. Um, 100%. Just double checking Zimmerman. Yeah. Zimmerman is his last name. I think so. Right, okay. I was just checking it wasn't Zimmer. And, like, Zimmerman was a nickname. It might be Zimmer. Just because uh, a person named Adam Zimmer for the Vikings has passed away. So I weren't sure if that was the same person. No, no, because I'm, I'm now looking at the story as well because I've Googled it. Yeah, Adam Zimmer... Mike Zimmerman is much older than... Yeah. Right. Are they related then? Oh my god, it is. Adam Zimmer, son of former Vikings coach Mike Zimmer, dies at 38. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. That sucks. My thoughts and prayers are, are with Mike Zimmer and his family at this time for you know the loss of their son. Jesus, what a sour note. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Just, Jesus. I, th- I thought that was the same person you were talking about. That's why I thought I'd bring it up. But yeah, it turns no, out no. it's worse. No, it's yeah, much worse. Uh, Mike Zimmer was a I say a great coach for the Vikings for quite a while. I think he was there like eight or nine seasons or something like that and ran a very good defense um obviously he brought his son into that fold then um to start teaching him from there but yeah jesus sorry dear listener to bring that up and and make a somber mood uh go there um <laughs> let's very quickly move on i think to try. yeah let's move on to the next yeah game. yeah um the first of our prediction games is part of the late window. Um, 
So leaving it quite late to get these ones in, aren't we, boys? Uh, there are only two late window games uh, this week. Uh, the first of which is the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals come into this game three and five, and the Seahawks are five and three. At the start of the season, would you have said that these two teams would come in with these sort of records? Because I definitely wouldn't have. Yeah, with, with that big thing of the Seahawks trading away their franchise quarterback. Yeah. No fucking way. No. Even like, not even like start of the season, like before it all began. Even like in the preseason games where they were deciding who was going to be QE number one. Yeah. So like, this is too. This like this is all just like too messed up. It's too much of a, a, a mess. Then they're not going to be able to decide. Well into the season, mm. but but damn the you know they've been uh, making moves. Yeah, yeah. And like to be honest, the connection of like obviously before it was Wilson throwing those deep balls to either Metcalf or Lockett. That's not a hundred percent gone. It's a lot less, but it's not a hundred percent gone. Yeah, but they focus on like the short passes and. The run game with uh, Kenneth Walker. Oh, it's just. I don't know if it's just because of the teams they've gone against, mm-hmm. but it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and let's not forget, these two teams met three weeks ago on the 16th of October, and the Seahawks won 19 to 9. Um,. I genuinely think the Seahawks have are gonna so the Seahawks are gonna go into this in the favourites. Oh, I think they'll definitely go into the favourites. The only the only thing that I'm like thinking in that game in this one is that Kyler Murray didn't have DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. Yeah. The only thing with that is when obviously we've been watching these games and there's so much of Hopkins being passed to there's not as much Zach Ertz receiving. Yeah. Whereas before that, Zach Ertz was possibly the main guy. The only person who had more yards uh, was Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown. And he's on injured reserve now. And he's on injured reserve, yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm not sure how well the Seahawks defense are going to do against that Hopkins connection. Yeah. They, obviously, without him, they've proved that they can shut it down because they only got nine points. Um, and they they clearly have a good defensive scheme to stop QB escapes, like, scrambling out. Because, <laughs> in my eyes, Kyler Murray is, like, the, the top QB scrambler. Yeah, yeah. If they can, you know, corner and corral him, uh, this team is just sort of nothing. Yeah, yeah. But we've seen it before where teams uh, have, you know, won the first time in the season and the second time they go up against somebody. Uh, It's just completely the other way around. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right, let's push for a prediction. Do you want to go first or should I go first? You go first. Okay, uh, I'm calling the Seahawks to win this. Okay. 
I think um, everything we discussed, plus the new Call of Duty came out, um, which <laughs> is clearly affecting um, Kyla Myrie's performance. So, yeah, I think the Seahawks going to take this. See, this is hard to call, but because you've gone Seahawks, I'll go Cardinals or against each other on this one. Okay. I think it is one one of those games again where like either team I can see winning it. Yeah. But just for the prediction purposes, I'll go Cardinals on it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Next, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. Two underwhelming teams from this year. I'll be honest. Like you know the the hype surrounding both of these teams coming into it. And they sit at three and four and three and five respectively. Um, who do you think's? I mean, I guess the question is who's going to have the least worst game to win this? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, see, in in my opinion, I think the Rams will have the least worst game. Okay, but I'm not sure what's happening with Cooper Cup. Yeah. Because he went down last game. The way I see this is, hey, even, even without Cooper Cup, the Rams' offense still has a great running back, a great receiver in Allen, Allen Robinson. Um, Matt Stafford can find anybody with the ball, and he's a battler. The Tom Brady chemistry with his receivers, you know, with Evans, with Fournette, like, even though Fournette, I said receivers, but Fournette's a, a rusher. Um, the chemistry just hasn't been there for them. And then I think about the defense of the Rams. And I think that defense can come home and just snuff the, court, uh, the, the Buccaneers out. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think the the, ba- the Rams are going to have the least bad game because of that defense. Not because of anything the offense is going to do, but because that defense is going to al- like allow them to have time on the ball. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm not going to lie, the last game like things were looking a lot better between mm-hmm. Brady and the receivers, but still not great. Not like you would expect of this. Yeah. In quotations, Brady team. As like especially like l- last year, I didn't go as far as anybody would have thought they would have gone. <clears throat> but they had the one thing that we were saying is that Brady, as good as he is, was good because of all the weapons he had around him. Yeah, yeah. There's clearly some chinks in that that armor that has been exposed. Yeah, and they're, they're not being you know properly healed. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I think the Rams do have the edge. I think as as well as... All right, yeah, the, the, the Bucks having this, you know, all-star team. The Rams, like you said, Stafford's a fighter. I think they've, they've got this, like, younger fighter team. A bit like them, you know, a bit scrappier. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I think they'll just be able to produce more in this game. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, all right. 
Moving on to the Monday night. Nope, the, the Sunday night game. It's the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams are 5-2. and two. Oh, baby. This is going to be a great game. Going to be a great game, I reckon. Um, tell me what you're expecting from both of these teams' offences. I'm expecting the Chiefs' offence. Pass heavy. Maybe okay. uh, they'll go a, la- a little bit lackluster in the run game than they usually do. And if they do, it'll be, you know, mainly trick plays. Okay. Obviously, Titans run heavy. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the only way the Titans know how to go. Yeah, yeah. I do foresee this being a Chiefs win. Okay, okay. Um, do you think it's still going to be Malik Willis under centre? I'm not sure. I completely forgot that. He was starting, maybe, maybe, you know, because um, maybe like the the Titans are learning from the Colts. The, you know, the, the Colts benched Matt Ryan. Titans yeah. benched Tannehill, which he's, he's a little bit, he's got a little bit more hips on him than Matt Ryan and can actually do some <laughs> movement, but he's still kind of like a, a clone of him. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, maybe that happened. I, I do hope it will. Because out of all the quarterbacks who were getting drafted this year, Malik Willis was my favourite. Yeah. I saw him in, like, the combine and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's completely fair. Did, did he get a full game last week under his belt? Yeah, he started. Um, because I think Tannehill was out due to an injury. But I think, if I remember reading correctly, Tannehill is available to play this week. But uh, it could still be Malik Willis under centre. I, th- I think they'll go with Willis. I think they'll yeah. give, him, give him a shot. The only way I can see them not doing that is them being like sort of that succumb to like peer pressure of we're going against a really good team. Put the veteran out, no matter what. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that, that's the only way I can see it going like that. But. Um, with everything, if it wasn't for that fuck up game with the Colts, the Chiefs would not be would would have another win over the Titans. I think that that loss was because of a fuck up, not because they played bad. Like they played against a good team, because yeah. their other loss was against a good team. It was against the Bills. Yeah, I completely agree with that being a loss on their thing. I do not think that that Colts should have been a win at all. It's ridiculous. So even though they do happen to have the same record the Chiefs to me are a much higher quality team and we'll take this okay so talking about that like um, you know that previous game what was I about to say I can't remember now I've completely lost my fucking point um, is there anything that, do, what what do we think these defences are going to be like? Do we, you know, obviously we know that the Tennessee rely on Derrick Henry. Do Kansas City defence have enough to stop that? Hmm, maybe not stop it, but if they are able to, because I, th- I think with one of those things, if they, 
have more faith in it being a run play with Henry, you know, lining up behind the ball, they will bring cornerbacks forward. Yeah. And essentially just overwhelm Henry. Rather than yeah. it being like, a, you know, we're good enough to just stop you one on one, we're smart enough to throw six guys on you at once. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, other teams, you, you, there's too much like a, of a gap between the defenders that he, like, palms one off and then he's maybe got a second or two before the next one gets to him. Yeah. So he's got that, like, um, space and time to do what he does best. Yeah, which fair is enough. put bitches in the ground. All right. All right. So I predicted first last time. You're predicting first this time. Who you got? Chiefs. Yeah. I want to go different. I want to go different. Um, the unfortunate, the, the unfortunate thing is, I do bring, I do believe that the Chiefs are going to win this game, and there's not a lot that I think the Titans can do to to overcome how good that Chiefs team is. Um, so yeah, I think the Chiefs. Um, not not forgetting that the Chiefs are coming off a bye week, um, so they're oh, going to be well rested. Uh, yeah. Coming into this, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to the last game of the week, the Monday night game. We've got the Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Ravens come into this game five and three. The Saints come into this three and five. Um, talking about the Saints, the Bermuda Triangle, their home stadium. Um, does that is that going to play a factor in this? Do you think? Um, over what the the Ravens have been able to do this season. Okay, so the right, so the Saints are two and three at home. So I don't know if it'd be that big a, a factor. Otherwise, that I think that should that would be different. Okay. Don't the only thing is obviously last game. Kamara had just a wild storm of a game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he can repeat that like two weeks in a in a row, regardless of who they're against. I get that he's a good running back and he's like good as a receiver running back as well, but I don't know how many games he can keep that up for like in a row. Yeah, the one thing that I think they, the one reason that I think they did so well last game was their defense being able to shut down the pass. Yeah. Lamar Jackson doesn't always go for the pass. So it's sort of going to negate that ability from the Saints. Okay. And I'm still I'm still very like uh, undecided on the actual Saints offense. So that's something that... Do we even know who's going to be starting? Is, is it still Dalton? I believe it's still Dalton. Because I know that this was a bit of a debate last time. Like who would start Winston or Dalton and... I did say Dalton would be the one to start, but I'm not sure if he did and if he will continue to start. I've got no news on it at the moment, so I've only the only news I can find out about it is he's starting against the uh, well in the last game they played. So there's no news on it, which make, leads me to believe that Dalton's going to be starting. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm still so so about the Saints offense clearly when it it clicks and works it works very clearly but most of the time they were just those like 
slight issues or fuck-ups that end up meant costing them the game. Yeah. I think the the Ravens' offense... I think but both teams... No, actually, no. Scratch that. Sorry. I was going to say both teams' offenses are better than the defenses, but I don't. I think the Saints' defense is better than their offense. Okay. Okay. I think... When I think about these two teams, I think the Saints' offense is better than the Ravens' offense. Um, purely for they've got a lot more people on that team that can do a lot more. Um, don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson is one of those premier running quarterbacks. Um, Taysom Hill has been all over the place. And he's actually looked better as a quarterback this year than he looks last couple of years. Um Andrew Dalton has stepped up. I think he's better than he was back when he was with the Cowboys. Um, as you say, Kamara done amazingly. Can he repeat that? I, I agree with you. I don't think he can. Um, and then Olave has proven himself to be a reliable output for this Saints team. Um, the defense for the Saints does enough i think they are a good defense can they stop what the the ravens are going to bring at them i think they can since i started you predicted the last one first i'll predict this one first i think the saints are going to take it i think it's going to be one of those like weird games it's going to be probably a tighter game i don't think the saints are going to take it by a lot uh maybe you know four or five points in it or something along that lines um, but yeah, I think the Saints are going to be able to pull something out of the bag after that hype win they had, um, and and you know maybe Kamara will score one or two, but I don't yeah I, I don't think he's going to score three again. But yeah, I think that there'll be there'll be a, a a a team to kind of fear if you are a middling good team. So yeah, I think the Saints are going to take this. Well, I was going to say that the Ravens will take this. I don't know what it is. I've just got this gut feeling that okay. they're going to take this game. Again, like a lot of the games, and I think the NFL at the moment is like, bad. like three teams is reaching that point where every game is like, I could see the team winning this game. This is another one where it's like, I could see the team winning this game because of faults that they have in certain places. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But for some reason, I've just got this gut feeling that the Ravens are going to take this one. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. I say, I, I again, if, if the Ravens end up winning this game, won't be surprised at all. Won't be surprised at all. But I, I say, I feel like the Saints team can be better on offense, and I feel like their defense can be uh, enough for that. All right, fantastic. Well, we have gone well over time. Um, <laughs> so thank you dear listener for joining us uh, just to recap the predictions um, the Seahawks at Cardinals I have predicted the Seahawks Smith has predicted the Cardinals the Titans at Chiefs uh, Smith has gone with the Chiefs I have also gone with the Chiefs and the Ravens at Saints I went Saints and Smith has gone Ravens Um yeah, it's going to be an interesting week of football. Um, and I hope you join us for the review episode that's coming up. 
even though we did tell you quite a bit the results of this already. Um, <laughs> we're bad at that, sorry. Um, yeah, but well, yeah. We have to talk about last week's games in order to like sort of defend ourselves and yeah. go into these games. Um, Absolutely. Be- before we do end it, I will just say, like, obviously, whilst the podcast has been going on, we did mention a lot of trades at the start. Yep. Uh, two more trades that have been confirmed is uh, Dolphins uh, have traded for Jeff Wilson, who is a 49ers running back. Clearly Interesting. one anymore because they got McCaffrey. Yep. Um, and the Bills have traded for the Colts' second string running back, Naheem Hines. So it doesn't look like they're going to get rid of Taylor. It looks like they're going to keep him and get rid of a different running back instead. I tell you what, though, Naheem Hines isn't a bad running back oh especially going into that bills yeah yeah he's gonna be the wrecking ball he could him and devin singletary could tear shit up oh i like that i like that trade i like that trade um excellent 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 there you go um yeah thank you for listening uh we have been the brick cave blitz brick cave blitz on Twitter and Instagram. I have been your host, The Unusual Greg. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at underscore... What no, the fuck did I just say? underscore Greg. I am, my, I am so tired at the moment. I am so <laughs> tired and stressed. Yes, I am at unusual underscore Greg. And that man over there is... I'm Smith at underscore... No, at... DRS underscore nine ninety four on Instagram and Instagram only. There are some days when I just regret starting this podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> and today is not one of those days. Alright. I, I like it when I see little fuck ups and then I take it and I sharpen it into a pointy yeah. stick and I jab you with it. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that nice thing I said it about you at the start of the uh the podcast i take that back yeah well you keep right you just keep taking what the nice things i try and give to you and just turn them into my you know my pain (laughs) and anguish um so hear it now dear listener uh from now on i will no longer be nice to smith um bye go pat go (laughs) Breaking <laughs> Blade!